Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, and this will be episode number 76. And in this episode, James, Chris, and I sat down for the first time in a while all together, and uh, we talk about, you know, what's going on today with gas prices and things like that, and how it's kind of affecting first responders. Um, you know, we have a great conversation I uh, hope you guys get something out of it. We had a great time shooting this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. So here it is, episode number 76 of the Washdown Podcast. And truthfully, no matter how you try and spin it, just it wasn't going to work. No, it it was not. Duct tape, zip ties, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Maybe if we'd have thrown some twine on it. <laughs> you know, the bailing wire? No. Ratchet strap. Yeah. Ratchet strap. <laughs> I was going with ratchet strap. <laughs> oh. the flex, some flex seal, maybe. Flex. Oh, flex. yeah. That, that's the top. You know what? We're going to yeah. use that episode to just have cans of flex seal sitting on the table <laughs> to save it. That's what we're going to do. Can we get a sponsorship? Oh. Flex seal for all your mental health issues. <laughs> Fixes everything. Hey man, what's going on? I've been having a hard time. Have you tried flexing? <laughs> Two squirts what? up each nostril <laughs> fixes it right away. What that kill you? Yeah, but your problem won't exist anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it kind of sounds like advocating for suicide. Flexil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm gonna turn on the news tomorrow and be like. Flex Seal sponsors podcast that promotes suicide. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. And we're canceled. <laughs> would My mail- it would definitely be edited. For My TV. mailbox is yeah. full of cease and desist letters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know these companies. <laughs> Press releases. We have no association with the Washdown podcast at all. Uh, we do not endorse this use of Flex Seal. <laughs> I'll guarantee you it's on the bottle. Don't inhale. Probably. Is there a, a warning on Gorilla Glue now not to put it in your hair? I believe there is. Because people <laughs> are stupid. <laughs> I like to call that job security. Hot take here. People are straight up dumb. <laughs> That one, when I read that, that one hurt me. Like, I hurt my soul. I was like, really? I, mean, I know we all did the Elmer's glue thing and then took it off our hands. Yeah. But People not, are d- not super that's, glue. That's, I never put super glue on my hand. And then you know what? use it as a hair gel. On purpose. You know, yeah. okay, in all fairness, though, when I, when I was a kid, I'd put it, like, in my fingers and, like, try and pull it apart. And then eventually I would just soak them because that was cool when you were six, but about 30 and then your hair. I don't have any hair. Uh, Gorilla glue. (laughs) 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 The newest in men's hair products. We're good? Yeah, I think I'm all right. (laughs) I could use it to glue hair onto my hair. (laughs) Dude, I am so into that. We could shave my back hair and just... I'm not shaving your back hair. I'd have my wife shave it. I mean, you'd have like. I just grow be... my beard out again and put that up there. 
I can't wait to retire. <laughs> oh, how many how many seven. hours? Oh, <laughs> we're like seven years, one month. <laughs> and I gotta find that. I gotta find it. Again. It's not even a. Well, yeah, I guess it's still a full month. Seven years, one month, fifteen days, four hours, four minutes, thirty-five seconds. <laughs> not like he's counting down or anything. No, thirty seconds. How how we're is getting that closer? How how is that helping your mental health to have that clock there? So I'm not saying I want to retire at 25. I don't know where where I'm going to be at in my career. It's just when he gets to his fuck it stage, where it's fuck it. But I've it got gives, my time. My but it, it gives me a goal. So, I'll, you know, our minimum is 25. I want to make it to 25, barring injuries, because they happen. You're not doing very good so far. Yeah, three surgeries in two years, <laughs> roughly. I mean, it happens. But they were elective. No, we're going to take care of that one. Here, <laughs> He's going to have to electively buy three new tires. <laughs> Joke's on you. I got five tires in the garage. <laughs> he elected his consequences. Yeah, yeah. I took care of those tires earlier. <laughs> He's got two. So whenever he got here, because, you know, he got here early, like. Uh, a responsible adult. A responsible adult, which, I mean, you, you were early, too. I, I'll give you that. This time, you were early. You were on time. So no, he he was here at thirteen minutes before. That's late. That's well, worth right. Hey, double digit minutes. That's late improvement. That's I I will say for for James though. That's a, I mean, that's a first, and it's. But anyway, back to the story because it's not going to make it a shit on James episode. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Everybody so, takes a turn of the barrel. I don't know why <laughs> why you guys are always picking on him. <laughs> You haven't had one recently, though. Yeah, I've been busy. Anyway, so Rachel's like wanted me to go walk the dogs with her. So I'm like, okay, cool. I said, Chris is going to be here at 530. Really? I was like, yeah, he's going to be here at 530. So we're walking the dogs, come back. His truck's setting out on the street. And she's like, well, I'll just keep walking the dogs. I was like, that's fine. So I was like. I'm going to go knock on his window. He's probably in his truck texting me right now telling me he's here. Then I thought about it, and I was like, maybe not the greatest idea. He's probably going to shoot me if I do that. <laughs> but then he was standing by the front door, so crisis averted. And I, and I had knocked. I think it was like 534 when I sent the text. So I had knocked, and I waited. And I knocked again. <laughs> Why didn't you shoot him? Why would I shoot him? There's no reason. Let me pull out my notepad here because there's plenty of reasons. <laughs> I don't have any reasons, but he respects me. Oh, okay. Well, and also I'm he on was on he was on my property, so it wouldn't look good for him to shoot me. But that's not how he, the, that's but not officer, how the he was being an works. asshole. Oh. oh, okay. You're good, man. Just go home. Well, I would just roll. He had a pit bull. I was scared. <laughs> Really? <laughs> he didn't call me by my proper identity, so I shot him. Oh, okay. Hashtag 2022. <laughs> Almost 2023. We're getting there. <laughs> God, what's that going to be like? At this rate, apocalypse. Have either of you taken out a loan yet to get gas? <laughs> not getting there. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about what it was to fill my truck up last night. We're going to talk about it. It was $260 fucking dollars. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That, that was two overtime days for him. Oh, 
that's painful. Yeah. But luckily, Quick Trip, like, it used to shut off at 100. Mm-hmm. They don't shut off anymore. But they can't. Yeah, that would yeah. get half a tank of gas and shut off. <laughs> Put your card in three times, three separate charges. So I read, listen to this shit. We'll get back to the mental health and all that other stuff in a minute. We're talking about current events, people. So apparently... It won't be so current when you do this Right, it'll be two weeks late, but or three weeks late. So, But anyway, I guess there is a group of people in Vegas who are modifying these like box trucks with all this like piping and stuff and they're other people are like they're selling them to people or whatever they're going to gas stations and messing with the pumps and just like draining the tanks so that's like a makeshift gas tanker and then they're driving to california and selling the gas there on like the gasoline black market this is no shit they said like these people will sit by these pumps for hours just draining the pumps. I've and seen this movie. Nobody fucking I've seen notices. this movie. It was called Mad Max, and they had assless chaps. Um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle this has described this. This is a real this. fucking thing. It's called Modern Problems Present Modern <laughs> Solutions. <laughs> like, ta-da. Sorry, I'm smarter than you, and I'm taking my gas to California to make money. Capitalism. They're not paying for it. That's that's what I'm telling you. They're stealing the gas from the gas station, Even and better. then going to California and selling it on the black market. Fuck them. Fuck the oil companies. It's not the oil company. It's the, it's the gas station. Gas station. You the know oil companies already got their money. You know they don't make the gas money station. on the gas, right? It's like a cent, if yeah, that. If that. Yeah. I think the the point nine nine is what they make. Maybe. Yeah. It's stupid. So yeah, their money comes from all the sodas and candy bars we buy. And I have given them a lot of money because I like Pepsi and I like Snickers bars. <laughs> and I like ice cream and I like chips. I wonder how much it cut into gas stations profits whenever it was pay at the pump. They started, they switched over. Oh, there's over. definitely a downturn. Definitely. What do you mean? You don't so have to walk you in anymore. used to be able to back in the old no, times. I, I, no, I remember. You could get gas yeah. and never go in. Or and you had to go into the store to pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You well, can pump now, your gas and then go pay. You had to prepay. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying the less foot traffic in the... Yeah. yeah. I'm with you now. Because now you get out, get your gas, and you go. Yeah. yeah. So now on the, on the other on the other side of that, with Costco, Sam's Club, um, there's... I know in Illinois they have... Walmart does it. Um, Meyer, it's their big grocery store in Illinois, have, has gas pumps. So how much did... Their sales increase in the store because they have gas pumps. High V does it, mm-hmm. you know, in, in certain areas. Yeah. So now I get points off, or get, you know, a certain percentage off, or you know, five cents off, depending on what I buy. So if I buy ten things that all have a discount on them, I pay a dollar less in gas. How much does that increase their sales in the store? Because they're not making money on the gas. And they're not losing money by giving but you cents off. They're not lose money. Yeah. So how much did their profits go up right. by having a gas station there and giving that reward type thing? Or Costco selling it, or Sam's Club selling it at, what, 20 cents, 25 cents cheaper? Capitalism. So in that, and then that leads me down to a question, how can they afford to sell it at 20, 25 cents cheaper than the gas station down the street? Is that because their profit margin is so much that they just eat that 20, 25 cents per gallon of gas? Because they're going to make well, it up. What, the are there, what are there more of in the city? Hy-Vee gas stations or quick trips? 
quick quick trip. trip. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So why is quick trip higher? What are there more quick trip? What are there more of? High these or quick trips? Quick trip. So who's making the profit? Quick trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oil companies post billion dollar profits a quarter. We <laughs> fucked up. We fucked up. We went into the wrong careers. We should have been preppy little snobs and ridden our daddy's money and become oil executives. We fucked up. My, my dad didn't have any money as a kid. Yeah. Well, my, your dad fucked up. My dad worked in the oil <laughs> field, but he <laughs> was not an executive. <laughs> we should have done that. We're dumb. We thought helping people would be cool. Yeah. Well, but they, I'm fulfilled when I go home. Huh? I said I'm fulfilled when I go home. Yeah, because you eat. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> you got to eat my feelings somehow. Oh. I just read today there's a sheriff's department in Michigan that is now, they have already went through their fuel budget for the year. And, like, they're not getting any more. Um, well, that should be interesting. So they are they are just straight up scaling back calls. They're like, hey, um, we'll tell you either handle this over the phone or to come to the police station. They're, they're doing telepolicing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Fire Department Chronicles. I love that video. <laughs> <laughs> Telehealth, telemedicine, or whatever he yeah. called it. <laughs> Telefirefighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to want to take your garden hose. <laughs> yeah, um, it's in- it's interesting. Yeah, I like to see how that plays out. I mean, it- my guess is not well. Well, you know, okay, so-, so now don't take that into a bigger city. What happens? You said your budget's bigger. I'll give you an example. Our, our city just did gas. it. Um, they're doing online reporting. Now, sort of like for non... And then they set the parameters. So if it's like theft under $1,000, all that stuff, you can just... No life safety threat, I assume. Yeah, no life there. safety threat, no crime in progress, stuff like that. Um, then you can just fill out online and get a police report number for you. I'd like to see what the budget is for gas for a police department. I'd like to see what it is for our department. Like just fire departments in general, I don't know if if there is a fire apparatus that gets more than seven miles to the gallon. Yeah, so, now, so now I guess that begs the begs the question: What happens when budget starts or gas prices keep going up? Do we is the fire department going to tailor their response? I bet you you could see a grounded fleet. I could see that, but now, so you you get, you know, we've all run the calls, toe pain. I get it, man. Now, and I've run both toe pains. I've run the, the, the really? And then I run the, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> that's gang green. Can you walk? But let's go. <laughs> yeah, like, like you can smell it before you hit the door. Like, that's gang green. You know, so I've run both of those, you know, and. and but so they, so you, they think, both come in as toe pain. So, you, so you know, I think. Yeah. So you know what I mean? You, so got, you guys, you guys raise a good point. And I kind of want to steer the conversation in a, in a direction. So Transition to explorers? Well, so we have, these, we have these budget constraints, right? And we're talking about gas here. So, you know, the city's out of money. for We don't have the gas to run the fire trucks or the police cars or whatever. What right? do you think is getting cut first? <laughs> well, that's beside the point. So what does that do to people that, like you just said, you go home at night, you're, f- you're fulfilled. 
Yeah, being I, able that, to that's do not your, a bullshit statement. I really do feel good no, when I leave but, the station. Yeah, but you're able to go do your job. So now you're in a position where you can't do your job. There are going to be calls for service that we can't go on, and it's not because, oh, you know, something's broken or we're on another call or something. Like, it's, we just don't have the fuel to go. And it's not considered important. And we all know that whenever people call 911, things get lost in translation going through dispatch. And they might not say, like you were talking about earlier, they might not say what their problem is correctly. Or or at all. Or at all. And so now, what's that going to do to the firefighters and the cops? Because we're going to hear about it. Because the media is going to put it out there that Joe Schmo or... Linda, whatever, died because the fire department didn't respond. You know, I'm, I, and I, it's in your first in district. I'm, all, I'm, I'm of the belief that everything can be solved through communication. And the you way you can't communicate more gas into existence. No, but the way you know, like that goes back to the first. The first initial step is the call received and dispatched. Dispatch centers throughout the country now just operate under standard CAD. So there's buzzwords. There's if there's right, yes but that's, and no's. That's not my question. That can my, solve it. My question is, what's it going to do to the first responder who isn't able to go on that call through no fault of their own? All right. Take and that then, a step further. The person who made that decision, because we don't have the fuel, how does that make them feel at the top? I mean, those these are real yeah. issues that are potentially going to be there at some point. I guess and they're could, already there in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And that's a police department. We don't know what the fire department's like or EMS service. You know, because so, yeah, so it, with EMS, usually it's private. And even if it's city-run, there's potentially that still a would have been a, bill. a great question for the mayor when we had him on. Well, it wasn't an issue It then. wasn't an issue then. But, yeah. like, you know, like this type of stuff, because how do you feel when martial law, like, do rob, if you rob a store, should you be shot? No, but if you declare martial law, you're getting shot. I disagree. If you're if it's during martial law and you're robbing a store, you deserve to get shot. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you don't. I don't know. So why are you robbing the store? Because you value what's in the store more than your own life, I guess. Okay, what's what store? Am I, am I robbing a Best Buy? Am I robbing a grocery store? If it's martial law, it doesn't matter. Still got to eat. Yeah. I, that's so. That's the, I, I mean, mean that's, that's, that's seriously. But that's the answer to answer your question. Like, it's one of those things. Like, you've got to be the one to make the black and white decision. Like, it, it just right. Sorry, it's, life sucks right now. You didn't make the decision. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the decision was made for you. I, I, I get that. The decision is made for you by administration, the city council, the mayor, who, whoever it may be that makes that decision. That hey, we don't have the money, we don't have the gas. We have to cut back, and then these situations happen. You know, I'll give you an uh, So answer. how does it affect the first responder? How are you going to deal with it? There's two scenarios that I've been through that I can use to somewhat answer this question. There are two things that are out of my control that I get yelled at as a paramedic for frequently. Why did it take you so long to get here? Mm-hmm. And why is the road so bumpy? <laughs> you laugh. No, I've heard the bumpy one. Yeah, before. but those are two <laughs> things that are out of my control. Yeah, and what you want to say is, "Well, 
drunk John down the street has your ambulance. It's in your district right now because he's drunk again. But you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Well, why is the road so bumpy? Well, because the city prioritizes a streetcar or a bus or a trolley or a theme park versus fixing your street. But you can't say that. You have to put on the professional nice face. We know how it goes. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel bad because it's not in my control. And I'm not the one that created a system that flourished to this failure. Right? Like, I didn't shoot the gas prices up. I'm not the one making the BS 911 calls. I can only do what I can do. The scenario is what the scenario is. Same with, same with COVID. All different departments modified different things, police and fire, during COVID. Like, we didn't bring this here. We didn't cause this. Does it suck? Yes. Does a lot of shit in our jobs suck that we don't have control over? Yes. So to answer your questions with the first responders, I think there will be empathy. But we've pretty well been cultured, been molded into just understanding sometimes things suck. That's really dark sounding and it's not the best it's still going to bother you as a human being have we really though because if 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 the culture was like you just stated if it was like that then we wouldn't have the mental health issues that we have right now in the fire service and the police department if everybody could just turn it off and say well i didn't create the situation so how many times you said if i was if we were here five minutes earlier or you know we didn't have to stage for so long or if somebody would have called sooner if you would have called us sooner, we could have saved this person. To, you know, not to the family, of course. It's stuff we are. What if I would have done this sooner or if I would have caught it sooner? Dude, I'll, give you, I'll give you guys a perfect example. And I talked to Rachel about this and I talked at the meeting last night about this situation that I had. Did I miss a meeting? No. Okay. It, it was JFU. Oh, so I just figured I was going to get yelled at for yeah, no. Why would you say, James, fuck you? That's rude. The meeting, JFU. He said it again. What 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 the hell did I do to you? Anyway. Who's on first? <laughs> I was doing Ted too. <laughs> so I had this situation. I was working working overtime at this with this company. And so we go to the store like we do. We go to the one store. Oh, they don't have everything here. We got to go to this other grocery store. Okay, cool. No problem. So we go over there. And I'm like, I got to make a phone call, whatever it was. I, who knows? But I'm sitting out in the rig, and this woman approaches me. And she starts asking me questions. Hey, are you guys the company that would normally respond to this area? And I'm like, no, there's another company just down the street. We're just down here shopping. You know, we're from a little bit further away. And she goes, okay, the reason that I ask is my son passed away last year in July. And I was just, you know, wanting to know. And then she starts talking to me about, you know, things that happen whenever we give people drugs and shock them and getting the heart rate and how it's not really a real heartbeat and all of this and all that. And she was asking me all these like semi-technical questions, but not really, not really technical, but I could tell with the conversation, she was asking those questions, but there was other ones that she wasn't asking. She didn't want answers to that. She already knew those answers. And she said as much to herself in the research that I've done. This is what in all this stuff. 
And so I'm answering those questions and we're having this conversation and the whole time it's nagging at me and just nagging at me. This isn't what she wants to talk about. She, there's something else there, you know, and the guys came out, they got in the pumper. She said, bye. And that was the end of the conversation. But I thought about that conversation for the rest of the day and the rest of the next day until I got home and talked to Rachel about it. And I was like, I just felt like I should have said something more or done something more, you know, or, you know, are you going to therapy or this or that or, you know, whatever. Cause she was obviously, she was hurting. She wanted some kind of answer or reassurance or something that I just in the moment couldn't give her or couldn't get it out to say what I thought needed to be said and I was beating myself up, beating myself up over it and talking to Rachel. And then last night at the meeting, I got the same answer. It's like, no, dude, there's nothing you could have said. You're not a trained therapist. If you're standing there in the parking lot of the grocery store and you ask that wrong question or say that wrong thing and you're trying to help, what what do you do then when she completely falls apart? This is quickly going to turn into a Bash on James episode. I already know it's coming. <laughs> He's about to say something stupid. No. I'm about to say something honest that you probably won't like, which will turn into a Bash to James episode. Hmm. The biggest thing for me the last two years on this job that have been huge for my mental health are not giving a shit about the things I can't control. I have made an emphasis on it. I'm not sitting here saying nothing bothers me at work anymore. There has been a lot of things that bother me. Something that's bothered me more over the last couple of years are like elderly calls. You know how some like some guys have new kids and they run kid calls and it bothers them? Especially with my grandpa at home, some of the elderly calls have bothered me more than they would have since I'm caring for him now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question back from earlier, I've I've stopped... Like, I have to realize what's my problem and what's not my problem. And if it's not my problem and I put too much effort in it, it will take me somewhere that I don't have the mental energy for. And I I don't mean I'm shoving it in a box or hiding it. Like, shit just sucks. Sorry. And whether we like to think it or not, over time, we all do that in this career. I and mean, we've talked about that before. Like, it will harden you. It will change your outlook on things. And sometimes that thing is, like, you've got to stop worrying about the shit you can't control. We don't make the decisions. We have gray area that we can work things out. But at the end of the day, if you were meant to die today, you're meant to die today. Like, we we can only do so much prevention until there's just a response. And that's that's the whole aspect of our job is response. It's why our trucks have lights and sirens. It's, 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 it's the way we're structured. We can't be there babysitting you before you drunk try to jump that car that's moving 40 miles an hour for a TikTok video. We can't. And if you do it and you get hit and you get killed, damn, that sucks. But the only amount of effort I can put into it is my job. And I don't mean going through the motions. Like, doing my job well, proficient, in a not lazy fashion. Why should I give you any more than that if that's your own dumb decision that did that? 
and I I agree with you on those calls. But a hundred percent. Somebody does something stupid, like those calls don't bother me. It's like, yeah, you're. Uh, no, they used to. I would I, I would stress over why would you do this? Why did you do this? Why did you think this was fun? Now I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. It's the other ones, like that. I mean, that wasn't even a call. That was a conversation that I had in a parking lot, and it was. You know, I don't know what my point is. No, I, as far as I, I get like, I do understand your aspect. I, what I wish, you know, how would it make me feel if it got on the news and the public was unhappy and they were protesting outside of my station? Here's what I, here's exactly how I'd feel. I say there's ten times worse shit you need to be protesting for other things. They could make bigger changes in this in the city you're in versus the specific fire station you were upset about that didn't make that specific call, right? Why don't you go protest the kids that are getting shot by a random gunfire? Why don't you go protest the city department not fixing your streets? Why don't you go protest drunk people abusing 911? Like, why don't you go protest stuff that would actually have more of a f- direct benefit for you versus this one se- secular incident? And okay. as long as there's bigger stuff, bigger fucking fish to fry, I'm not stressing well, over the small fish. Dude, I mean... I agree with you, but also you know how people are. But I also know how I am. And I'm not saying I'm the model citizen. I'm not saying I'm any, like, everybody jump in line and follow my thought process. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I've got to be a realist. On top of everything, on top of being a paramedic, on top of being a firefighter, a grandson, everything else, I'm I'm a realist because I don't have time to be anything other than that. Again, that's just me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just my answer to your question. Okay. I mean, if that's if that's your answer. I'm sticking to it. All right. All right. Commence the bashing. <laughs> I I don't really have anything to bash you about. I mean, if, dude, if that's the way that you feel about it, I mean, I don't know that I would handle it the same way. I mean, ultimately, I would work my way through it and I think a lot of people would but I know there's some people that won't I mean we have that now we can legitimately say that we have a mental health crisis in the first responder community can we not can we all agree on that yeah and now we're lumping like you said, they've already done it in Michigan. And what's to say that's not going to trickle down even to our department? Which, I mean, I wouldn't think that it would. And hopefully it never does. And but hopefully it, they get shit you have a certain out. You have a certain budget. We're at a greater, we're at a greater risk than a police department. Like I said, when our apparatus averages seven miles, or our fleet averages seven miles to a gallon in the yeah. most expensive fuel, we're at a greater yeah. risk. Yeah. But, I mean. Not to mention the additives that we have to throw in there, too, every you know, so many tanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see this becoming a real problem. And yep. it, I mean, it, it would have to be something so that... So it's not just fuel supplies. Yeah, EMS it's supplies even. The gear. Yeah. Tools that we use. Well, you guys remember whenever there was a nationwide shortage of 
saline bags. Oh, there's a nationwide shortage of epinephrine right now. One of the most important drugs we carry on the ambulance. So, I mean, I mean it affects all areas in your yeah. budget, and you have you have what's forecasted, and then you get you you throw in the fuel prices that go way up, that skyrocketed that a lot of us didn't really see coming to the extent it is. And then you throw in the inflation that, I'll be honest, I didn't see it coming the way it has. Either. And now those now your budget's gone. Gone. And even what you're projected to have till the end of the fiscal year is blown up. Elections have consequences. Now you have overtime issues because, you know, Cause you're you got injuries. Everybody, everybody's understaffed. And every, I don't think there's a company out there anymore that's fully staffed. No. You know, I, I mean – Private companies, corporations, police, fire, EMS, everybody's hurting. So now you have you got to pay overtime to staff your rigs to respond to the calls. I mean, there's no good answer, and what I'm, what we could see coming, I don't think I like it. I'm going to put in another answer to your question too, just to elaborate on my answer. That mentality has really grown in me the last three months. I'll tell you why. Because I stopped smoking. No longer can I run a call that will stress me out or make me sad, make me mad, you name it, and go back to the station and down a couple cigarettes. I don't have that option. I don't have that technically negative coping mechanism anymore. So now I truly need to prioritize where my emotions are going. Like, it, God, this call made me mad. I need to go smoke a cigarette. Well, now I don't get a cigarette out of it. So I can either let it make me mad and go back without a cigarette and be mad or find other ways to not let it make me mad or sad or whatever it may be. Can I control what made me mad? Yes, then I need to not make it make me mad. Can I not? No. Well, then I'm going to go pout for a little bit and then have to get over it. That's all. I'm actually doing really well, quite thank you. So, yeah. So just another little tidbit. Okay. I think that's part of the whole the AA thing is to accept what you can't control and be okay with it. And I breathe so much better now. <laughs> well, yeah, if you stop smoking... But it's interesting, like, when you take out your negative coping mechanisms, others have to develop. Are they going to be positive or are they going to be negative? I would like to think these are positive because I'm not drinking, I'm not... I haven't switched to some other... For what, so what are you doing to cope, though? Just saying, ah, oh, fuck it, it, it. That's not a coping skill. No. That's um, just ignoring it. I don't know that I fully... Well, especially with my new department or my new division, like studying takes up a lot of time. Studying, practice, training, like back in the station takes That's up. That's not a coping mechanism. But I've turned it into one. Like, I'm pissed about this. I'm going to go just fucking angrily tie knots. It's not smoking, and I need to practice knots. So I'm going to go angrily tie knots for a minute. Or just pout and tie knots. Or... Pout and fucking review systems or pout and watch a training video on something we've got coming up. <laughs> so it's not, it's, 
it's filling a gap. I don't even know that it's like making me feel better. It's just like it's a habit that I've transitioned. It's a habit that I've tried to transition to. And I say, well, do I want to make smoking the habit or training the habit? Well, let's just fucking make it training. Because there's going to be calls that are going to piss me off. You know, so I might as well at least turn that habit of being pissed off into something productive. But on top of that, too, I've had to sit back and say, like, is this worth my energy? And a lot of times it's really not. Like, I'm not, I'm not the doctor. I'm not, I'm not the victim. I'm not the person that did it. So and I'm me, not the doctor. Let me, let me ask you this question. What's the likelihood of everybody else sharing those same feelings? What do you mean? Like all the other firemen and paramedics and cops. I think we do in a way. We do through our humor. We do through our one-liners that we won't really divulge into. I mean, how many times have you come back to the station and you see other guys like, hey, man, it's not your fucking problem. Don't stress over it. Sit down and relax. They are kind of saying in one sentence what I just said in 20 minutes. Is it disguising it and hiding it maybe amongst themselves? Could be. Probably is. But I don't know. I... It's just me. I'm only one man. Yeah. Well, you know, and we all know that different things work for different people. You know. So, I mean, I don't know. I just asked the question. So, I, me personally, I can see it if that were to happen. or And, and that's what I think about is what is going to be the consequences of that. So, me personally, maybe I'm the glass half-empty guy, but I see a sharp uptake in issues. Where he gets really good at knots. True. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about just as a whole, service-wide, between the fire department, police department, all that stuff. If that comes to pass, where you're being shut down and not allowed to do your job because of fuel prices and this and that and the other thing. So do you remember, I can see that wearing on. Do you remember the 90s? I think it was the 90s or early 2000s maybe. I don't remember which. Uh, Philadelphia shut down a bunch of fire stations. And they had a, I can't remember if it was a high-rise fire or a large house fire in a low-income area. And a bunch of kids died. And it was right down the street from their fire station. Houston had it two years ago when yeah. their mayor was de- doing his thing. Defu- yeah. yeah, doing their thing, and they had a couple of kids get killed in the house fire. Yeah, down like, the street from Down the street from a close station. When they had a, if they would have been there, they had a shot to save them. Mm-hmm. And how, I mean, it's hard knowing, even though you didn't, you have no control over that decision. Right. In your position. And that's my point. It's still going to affect you. If you know that somebody died down the street because you either, A, closed that fire station or ambulance station, police couldn't respond, you weren't able to respond, whatever the reason may be, it's going to affect you because that's what we do. At it, it least... We show up and we fix the problem. At least in that aspect. I would be more upset if I was out cruising in the fire truck and missed a something like that in my own district that that's on me 
that's my fuck up. That's right, but that's not the question, though. No, but like that would bother me. If my mayor's an asshole and has a grudge, that's on you, bro. That's on you. You answer the you answer the hard questions, Mister Mayor, because you allowed this to ha- you put it you put this scenario in place. And I get that, but that doesn't deal with the feelings. It's easier. Of I, yeah, but easier is not fixing the problem. Yeah, that's not fixing. That's not dealing with it. It's like how are you going to feel knowing that you were prevented from doing your job and like we won't even say that it was a certainty that if you would have responded, you would have saved that person. But but that you would have given them a better shot. They yeah. would have had a shot, and you were prevented from doing that because of. Whatever decision was made. Whatever decision it's was going made. going to affect you. How many times have you, I'll, I'll ask you this, how many times have you told somebody like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Hey, don't do that. Mm. And they do it, and something bad happens, and what's the first thing you usually do? What'd you learn? Told you. I told you. It. <laughs> I think yeah. the way that public but service jobs have been getting dicked around you. so much. Yeah. I, I I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just like it's it's easier because I'm like, I fucking yeah. told you. I I just I just view it in a different way. It's it's going to affect you. You wouldn't be in this career field if you didn't want to help. No, I would be angry. And you're going to direct your anger, rightfully but, so, at the person. Who but my anger is directable at that point. It's not easier to be angry at somebody else than angry with myself. Angry with myself is a fight in my own head. Anger at somebody else is. They're on the spotlight, not me. You know, how, how do you feel if you're that person that makes that decision? Because of whatever reasons are in front of you. Yeah. This is your information. This is the decision you make. These are the consequences now. You said it earlier. Shit rolls uphill. It does. Why did I make that decision? Because of this. Answer it above me, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's luckily. Yeah, I mean, there's a... Yeah, shit rolls uphill, and they're privy to information that we don't have and make decisions based on things, and I mean, yeah. I I worry less about that than I do about the guys at the station or the cops on patrol or that would have been on patrol, you know, and how they're going to deal with knowing they couldn't be there. Because, I mean... You know, think about it. How do you feel even like you're on your day off and your company has a fire or something happens and somebody gets hurt? If I'd have been there, that wouldn't have happened. Or even even for me, it's not if I'd have been there, it wouldn't have happened. It's I should have been there. Mm-hmm. Even though... You had no control over that because yeah. it's your day off. You didn't get hired overtime. There's no way you could have been there. But I should have. But you should have. Yeah. And that's my point of the we should have been there. That's our job to respond. You call 911, we come, regardless of what it's for. And then being put in a situation where somebody calls 911. And we can't go. Yeah, how does that conversation it's, go? Sorry, we're not going to respond to that. 
for me, something I've kind of realized. It's going to be a horrible feeling on the other end. One of the yeah. worst feelings for me, getting in this job to help people. Then you get in this job and you realize to actually help people, here's all the red tape you have to go through. Right? There's politics. There's finances. There's, there's just everything. And at the end of the day, a fire department, especially in a large metropolitan area, is the city's cleanup crew. That's essentially what they are. There have been multiple failures at multiple different levels that have led us to this event today. Right? Unless like, unless you were just walking and you get struck by lightning, everything, literally everything in some way, shape, or form is preventable. Well, that's preventable too. Don't be outside in a rainstorm. True. <laughs> So unless Jesus Christ comes down, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like everything in some way is preventable. Yeah. Like, it, and I hate to say it, but like you in the back of your head kind of judge every situation you're in. If this wouldn't happen, we wouldn't be here. If that wouldn't happen, this wouldn't have been, we wouldn't be here. And even there's the long-term effects. Like, well, if they would have fucking taken their blood pressure meds, they wouldn't be stroking out right now. Like everything is preventable. So, at some point... I don't agree with that. What call do we run that's not preventable? There's plenty of stuff. You could be the healthiest person and do everything right and drop dead in your 30s uh -huh. because of hereditary issues. Did you go get scanned? Doesn't matter. Early? Sometimes you can't fix things. Preventable. No. <laughs> Did you go to the Children's no. Hospital DNA Clinic? Preventable. Everything is preventable in some way, shape, or form. No. 99% of things are preventable in some way, shape, or form. No. Yeah, 100%. No. Every wreck is preventable. No. It, honestly, it sounds like you're trying to put up a defense. Not really. To, to protect yourself because you don't want to deal with whatever issues you have going on. No. Everything is preventable. And no. when you realize that, like, I'm not the one that caused this, it makes it a lot easier. Well, realizing you're not the one that caused it, yes. that That's part of the key. But I... But, kind of agree with Chris on the whole. Not everything is preventable. Now, car wrecks, a vast, vast majority of those are preventable. Yes. But there are some things like SIDS deaths or, you know, there's other they stuff. I think they finally figured that out, by the way. It's, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. I haven't seen that article. Idea. Maybe. They're still doing research. So, but then, like, but it was pretty cool how they, I was like, ooh, if, I, that would make like sense. The, the point that he brought up, if you have a genetic or hereditary disease that's not preventable there's nothing you could have done to not get parkinson's or to not get als okay so why, why just in my statement to 98 percent of everything we run <laughs> is preventable but back again to the whole thing is where does like personal responsibility come into any of it because like the shit we have to deal with well my, this and must, I, get, like, I get your point james i really do and i understand where you're going with it but that wasn't really the focus of my question. It was how is it going to affect the first responders on the street level of knowing that if they would have been able to be there, but they were prevented from being there. I wonder. I'm not going to say with certainty. I wonder if it would affect as many of them as we think it would to the degree that we think it might. Even if it affects one to the negative extreme, that's too many. A lot, of, a lot of people won't admit it. I can tell you that now. Yeah, 
but by not admitting it and then going down that road, where does that road lead, fellas? Bad places. <laughs> <laughs> Leads you right down to the D-I-V-O-R-C-E place. And then your standard issue bottle of Jameson. I love Jameson. Or your heroin or your oxy or your cocaine. That's where that shit leads you. Jameson. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of start, how we, why we started this podcast. To raise awareness for that stuff. And by sitting here and going, you know, by asking the questions, maybe it'll get people thinking on that level of, oh, if this situation does happen with my department, how am I going to handle it? How am I going to talk to my crew about it? What can we do instead of responding? What can we do to be proactive? Because we can see this coming. It's already happened somewhere else. I mean, really, proactive-wise, unless you're walking door-to-door and being like, hey, I'm not sir. talking about. I'm not <laughs> talking about the private citizen. I'm talking about what are you going to do with your guys? Are you going to set them down and talk to them? Say, hey, look, this is what the deal is. And if this happens, it's going to suck. But let's it, be honest. So here are the resources. In that town in Michigan, whether it's a city, I don't know if it's a city, if it's a county, or what. Uh, just county because it was a sheriff that did it. Okay. There's gonna be some death. Nah, dude. I don't know. It's gonna happen. I mean, it, with, might, it might. It might be one. It might be, but it's gonna happen. If they set. If they set. If they set. I mean. So, for example, like our department, uh, our we local just, police department. We, we just had the conversation of people calling 911 and not accurately describing what the emergency yeah. is. But, yeah. like, our police department, for example, just switched to, like, the online reporting for. So, I mean. And I get that. I totally get if that. If I'm being beaten, I'm not going to be like, God, stop. I can't input what's going on right now. <laughs> like, I'm not going to okay, do that. So, they have right. no gas budget. Are they out patrolling? No, because you don't have any gas. So, you have to be conservative. So now how long is it going to take me to get to that person's house? Are they across the county? Is the next county going to respond? Because I don't have gas. But do they have enough money in their budget to pay for gas to help come into my county? Yeah. I mean, well, I mentioned that. The criminal element knows, because now it's in the news, the criminal element's not fucking stupid. Yeah. Hey, I know the sheriff's department is here. They're not going to be rolling around, so I can go to this part of town and I can rob this house. Or I can shoot this person, or I can do this thing that's fucking illegal. And of course, I can have worst a worst case scenario. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. But I have a better chance of getting away with it. I'm not going to be caught at the scene. Now, if we don't have money for I fuel, mean, that's, that's criminal justice in a nutshell in the country right now. But you Even if I do get caught, I'm getting out. So, so you don't have money for fuel. Do you have money for seems to be processed i don't know I, I don't know i will i will look up and see the specifics yeah. of this uh so but so i that, mean because you only miss one part of your budget then you're going to move money around to pay for fuel but how does that affect the rest of it yeah so i mean you're you're having leaders are having to make and we all thought covid was going to be like 
and it was it was bad and we had to make tough decisions but now we're in a situation it's a whole new batch it's of a tough whole new batch decisions. of dust, tough decisions that not only are we modifying our response but not responding at all because we're just not physically able to unless you know we hook James up to the pumper and then the rest of us get back and push so it's Isabella County Sheriff in Michigan it says the statement that the sheriff releases Isabella County Sheriff's office is feeling the pain at the pump as well we've exhausted what funds were budgeted for fuel with several months to go before the budget resets I have instructed the deputies to attempt to manage whatever calls are acceptable over the phone. This would be non-in-progress calls, non-life-threatening calls, calls that do not require evidence collection or documentation. Deputies will continue to provide patrols to all areas of the county. They will respond to these calls that need to be managed in person. Any calls that is in progress with active suspects will involve a response by the deputies. I want to assure the community that safety is our primary goal. And we will continue to respond to those types of calls. What's even more interesting now as I read that is what if the deputy makes the wrong mistake? Based off his or her experience, they thought that this call was manageable over the phone. So this goes back to even kind of what I was worried about. You can't point the finger, oh, my sheriff said we didn't, that's just policy. It's almost a great cover your ass by the sheriff. Like, hey, I left it up to my deputies. If they fucked it up, that's on them. That's that's a lot more stress now, too. Yeah. Yeah. What what what? Call well, it? and how much of that? Just because he said that, how much of that is accurate? How much patrolling are they really going to be doing? Yeah, I mean, how big's the count? So we have enough gas yeah. to do this and this and this and this, but we can't go here. Yeah. Mm, no, it's probably because we're not going to do this and this and this. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. So I mean, look, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I, I don't, I don't envy that guy at all. I, I feel for him, but I mean, what what choices are they left with in that county? They've exhausted their fuel budget. Yeah. <laughs> like, so and like you pointed out, we got a bigger fleet. Fuel's more expensive. I mean, yeah, it it could hit fire departments harder than it hits police departments. And it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And we won't yeah. know until it happens. I mean, maybe, you know, leadership will, the leadership of the fire departments will go, hey, look, we're getting close here. We need to figure something out and start taking steps. But, I mean, conceivably, what steps can they take? I, th- I think on, no, yep. nobody's going to like it. But if you if we were put in that position, the first step that I would take if I was in charge <clears throat> is there's no more going to the grocery store. Ground fleet. Bring your food in, plan your meals out, the shift before, and everybody brings in whatever. Or I go to the store as the company officer, and here's the receipt. This is what you all owe me. Here's and I hate to do that because, I mean, going to the store helps. It's a crew thing. It's, it's a crew thing. thing. It helps yeah. crew bonding. People might think that's funny and weird, but it's true. Yeah. Um. Another one would be... You'd have to modify a response. Um, I mean, if you're looking at it, you say, hey, my ambulances get better gas mileage than my fire trucks. So those are decisions that are you made know. at the upper levels. Yeah. How often does that get communicated down? COVID. Just like it, Just like it got modified during COVID to limit exposure. Yeah. And what calls you get sent on, you're going to do the same thing. So, so your ambulances, be- if you need a fire truck, call them. 
Which still, it sucks because you're delaying care. If you have a critical patient, that's two people on their own for a minute until that fire truck gets there. But it also saves the fire truck from driving to the jail. So how are (laughs) so how are these companies, you know, going to deal with that on a company level? Yeah, or even the ambulance that's there by themselves. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, it's a lot to think about Mm -hmm. with. You know, morale, mental health. I mean, and you need to be, we need to start thinking about that. And we need to start thinking about being proactive and company officers and administration and senior firefighters communicating and talking to each other and figuring shit out. I mean, it's affecting us like. It's going to get worse. We still got to get to work. Yeah. We still got to eat. Yeah. You know, I, I could see it very much coming down to like, hey, um, I'm sorry, but I'm not in shack today. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm sorry, I, I can't fill up my tank until, you know, we get paid in three days. Yeah. Because I can't afford the $400 it's going to cost me. Can I get a ride to work from a friend? Which then we talk about the pride it takes for that to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carpooling. Well, guess what? <clears throat> Just because you work at the same station don't mean you work in the same or live in the same area of the city. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that's not realistic. Nope. So and unless you're going to start going, okay, well, since you live up here, we're going to start shuffling people around and we're going to you're going to work at the station that's closest to your house. Well, that doesn't work. <laughs> the north <laughs> the north's going to be so stacked. <laughs> <laughs> Fully stacked. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, too, like a, another one is like crews are going to have to understand like, hey, it doesn't cost me $20 to feed me at home, and it can't here today. I'm sorry. And we need to kind of accept that. And that means yeah. well, start buying with dogs our, and potato chips. That means buying within our means as a crew and mac making and, mac and cheese and tuna. Well, but also you got to think about this, too. Food prices are not going down. They're no. going up just as fast as the gas prices are. Yeah, because guess how you get food delivered? You drive it there. Yeah. That's yeah, no more ice cream. Which is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm think sad about it. That one. <laughs> think about it. Most fire stations, you're not just feeding four guys anymore. The minimum, you're six. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about double and triple engine houses. I mean, you could have 16 to 20 people that you have to feed on a daily basis. And it's not like we eat lean meals. It's no. There's there's just gonna have to be adjustments. Because that, 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 that food's got to last, you know, or the, what we eat has to last us till the next meal while we're running these calls and working. Yeah. And it's not like we just sit at a desk and, and nothing against those jobs. But when you're talking physical labor. We're burning calories burn quicker. calories <laughs> faster. And you're going to burn through that energy. So you definitely got to make that meal almost carb heavy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I disagree with that. That's why he's skinny and no one will remember him. That's right. I disagree. The term's not skinny and happy. It's fat and happy. Yeah, but fat firemen are a dime a dozen. They always remember the skinny guy. 
What's your name again? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember skinny guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Because anyway. you're not going to be able to do that six to seven times a day meals. No, and that's not what I'm talking about you either. Know, so, so you got to change what you're you, eating. Yeah, you got to. You have to shop smart. Well, here's the problem too. Shit, food is cheap. Yeah, that's sorry. Shit, food's cheap, and so right now it's shit food for everybody. <laughs> yeah, Twinkies you're, and ding dongs. I mean, when you're budgeting, <laughs> like ramen's real cheap. Yeah, you yeah. know, canned ravioli's real cheap. Like you it's know, the difference between. The, the cheap chicken and the smart chicken. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, know you know guys. I mean? and those are, and that's going to play because there's a lot of guys and girls that are eat very healthy and very clean. You can eat or you put, put the fuel in your... Hope they got the budget gas. for it. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, that was, you know, that was my question as far as, like, how is that going to affect? Because it all trickles down. Of how we deal with this job mm-hmm. and the constraints that are put on us to be able to do the job. Oh, man. And guess what? The, Sorry. You're captain now, making captain's pay. Mm-hmm. That two-year firefighter you got on your crew makes half your pay and still has the same financial responsibilities. Maybe more. Yeah, if not more. New, new baby, mm-hmm. new house, new car, you know, like early life stuff like that like yeah it's mm-hmm. Rent, rents are higher houses yeah. are higher i mean it all plays a factor in it yeah and i'm not buying a fucking tesla i'm not doing it don't get me started on the whole electric car thing not doing please it. don't i've seen what they've done to cripple creek fucking making those things you've seen it too it is more pollutant to manufacture an electric car than it is a normal car. Yeah. I mean, you and I have literally seen the same thing. Mm-hmm. You go up in Colorado Springs, and you used to look out west, and you're like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. You look out there now, and you're like, oh, look, fucking strip mines. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know how accurate it is. I was watching, it might have been Joe Rogan. He had somebody on. Or it might have been a TED Talk. And they were talking about the whole electric car thing. And all this you know, they're mandating and all of this stuff that everybody's going to have to have an electric car. Great. However, we don't have the infrastructure for it. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the materials. The rare earth metals that are used to make the batteries and all that stuff, there's just not enough of them to make enough cars for even our country, much less all around the world. Ford released their first quarter numbers today, actually. Um, first quarter, they sold 413,000 cars in the United States. Ford did. 7,000 were electric. That's it. I was actually kind of surprised by that number, honestly. That seems about mm. right. Yeah. I'd say that's probably right on par. Well, I don't... Yeah, they don't... I mean... They have the electric Mustang... They have hybrids. Oh, they have the Lightning. So the Mustang and the Lightning, I think, are the only full. Isn't their truck electric now? Or one of them? They have a model. The Lightning. Lightning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to follow it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, All right. So what happens when that battery goes bad? 
It gets pitched. What do you do with it? It gets pitched and you get a new one. No. It is cheaper to buy a completely new vehicle Mm -hmm. than to replace the batteries. Yep. And the battery. That is absolutely right. right. And the battery ain't going nowhere. I mean, same thing. I'm not trying to doubt you. I just find that hard to believe. Look it up. There was a guy on YouTube who's from Sweden or whatever. He had a Tesla, one of the first models. Had it for seven years. Batteries went bad, like they do, after seven years, because that's all they last. He went to Tesla, replaced my batteries. They said, okay, we'll replace them. That'll be $35,000. So he said, mm, or I could just buy this Tesla for 30000 That's brand new. It's, it's, it's actually the fucking labor that goes into it. It's what it is. They have to take the whole car off. Yep. Hmm. I'll have to look into it. Look, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, go I'm, ahead I'm not trying to doubt you. Go ahead and fact check me, but that's I just find that hard. To, that's the truth. It's the it's the labor, like the battery itself. Like in that situation, the battery itself is still expensive. It's like twelve grand, but the fucking labor that goes into it is yeah. stupid. And we're not talking like shop labor at a hundred dollars an hour. We're talking Tesla labor at like two hundred and ten dollars an hour. Well, yeah, it's very specific too, and not yeah. a whole lot of people can do it. Yeah, it's not changing your oil. It's, you, you, literally have to, you literally have to dis, disassemble the car to get to the batteries. That's why whenever you know you have a car fire in a Tesla, it's pushing it, a river. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. You just throw a shit ton of water on it. You could throw some foam on it. Ain't gonna matter, especially if the batteries are on fire because you can't get anything to it to put it out. Like if a Tesla dealership in town ever. Catches fire, one catches, just push it right on a block down into the creek. <laughs> That's the best thing. It's for. it's nasty, dude. I ran a whole tractor trailer full and of. And then them still, on when fire. you push them, when you push them, like I've seen it, they push one in a lake, and then the water just boiled. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, it is nasty. <laughs> but environment, yay, gorilla glue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with my Chevy Colorado. <laughs> fuck seal. Flex Spray it and Flex Seal. <laughs> Shit. Why didn't I think of that? We need Flex Seal pumpers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, how do they keep it? How do they keep the uh, can without, you know, how do they make it not seal before you use the Flex Seal? I don't seal? know, but God damn it, we're filling our it's tanks weird. with Flex Seal. Watch Matt lose his shit. <laughs> we were out of foam, so we used Flex Seal. <laughs> I won't be there for that conversation. <laughs> oh. See? That he would he would have an aneurysm and that was not preventable. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, he goes to the one percent. That's not his fault. <laughs> I wanna be there for that conversation. I do. This podcast does not endorse filling fire puppers with flex seal. <laughs> A triple flex seal. <laughs> a quadruple F. <laughs> oh, it's time I to just, end it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the high note we're going out on. We're getting cease and desist letters from Rosenbaum, from Pierce, from you name it. <laughs> from our department. <laughs> it's all right. We're professionals. Why the fuck do we have six puppers of flex seal? Washdown said so. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. You know, here's the problem, though, Chris. Here's why it annoys you. 
Because some dumb motherfucker out there would be like, well, it makes sense. Flexil would take out the oxygen. We probably could put it in there. And would do it. Someone would do it. I just hope they film it <laughs> and share it to the world. <laughs> put it on the tick-a-tock. The, the tickety-tock. Yeah. Put it on the line. I don't. I don't think that that's a video that could go on TikTok because it wouldn't be just like a 15 second video. You would have to, that would have to be an in-depth, like almost documentary that YouTube. What, doing it or the ass ripping of it? All of it. <laughs> you you got to yeah. get it all, man. So, so I think you're up to like three minutes on TikTok now. So you have to do multiple parts. That would cover the I ass would, ripping until somebody was stabbed. And then I would watch every content. single one of them. <laughs> I don't care how long it took me. I would call in sick for a week if I had to to watch that. <laughs> I would have fresh popcorn, a case of Pepsi. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, everybody. Please don't put flexible bumpers. Please don't. don't. Please don't do that. I don't think there's really a danger of that happening, but um, just in Mc, case. McDonald's coffee is hot. Please don't eat shampoo. Yeah, let's cover yeah, it all. Don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> don't put uh, Gorilla Glue to your hair. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, this has been a. Follow us for more fun facts. Yeah. Randomness. Mm. Anyway, uh, thanks for stopping by. If you are struggling, reach out. There are resources out there for you. If you know somebody that is struggling, let them know that you care. Get them in touch with some resources. And see you next time.